Rusty Quill presents. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Boy, every time we do this, I just don't know how I'm supposed to do it. <laughs> then I stumble into it. Do you want me to uh, lay down a beat for you, Jay? Yeah, that would be great, actually. Sweet. Hey, what's up? This is Recharge. Now you're here. Gonna get the seek tro- Uh-oh. <laughs> oh my god. It's so weird to do it off time. I'm sorry. I'm just gonna fail. Just pull in the fucking ripcord. Hello! <laughs> Welcome to Recharge. <laughs> Welcome to Recharge number nine. For real this time. Wow. Um, in which we will be discussing episodes um, 17 and 18. I am one of your DMs, Jay. I am the other DMB. Uh, I am Sean. I am a player. So. Yes. Hey! <laughs> kept me hanging there. <laughs> My name's Sky, and I'm also a player. Uh, <laughs> yeah, sup. I am Peter. I am your final player, and sup. Final player. I have pulled my ninth tarot card from my deck. I am pulling the ninth as well. Ooh. Ooh. I have it today. Let's do this. One, two, three. Flip. Oh, no. It's literally my least favorite cards, but I think it's actually quite thematic to the episode. What'd you get? I got the Ten of Swords. I got the Page of Wands. Ooh. Yeah. I think that's a Patreon tarot. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You might be right. Page of Wands is inspiration, ideas, discovery, limitless potential, and free spirit. Yeah. Um, yeah, that feels good. That's that good feels for like, recharge, especially. I think so, too. What's the Ten of Swords? I know what it looks like. It's <laughs> quite frightening. The Ten of Swords represents a painful conclusion. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, like a harsh defeat, and all that's left is to set over. It's time to accept reality and move on. Jesus. <laughs> Oh, Jeez. my God. So, folks, uh, um, for all those out there listening, thanks so much for going on this journey with us. The podcast <laughs> is ending. Uh, we follow the commands it. of the cards. That's right. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's done. It was nice, but it's over. <laughs> that card does make me think of the end of the yeah. of episode 18, mm-hmm. but yeah. I don't want to jump into that yet because it's, it's the very That's end. That's literally the first thing that came to my mind. But, yes, let's save that bag of worms. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I just want to jump in and correct myself real quick. Page of Wands is not a Patreon tier, and as the person who manages the Patreon, I should know that. So <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry for uh, people on Patreon that I just offended by calling you a Page of Wand. You're better than that. It's a secret <laughs> tier. 
<laughs> you know, it says on on BiddyTarot.com, with the Page of Wands, you are inclined to give anything and everything a go. So it does sound like a good Patreon tier. Yeah. <laughs> a little saucy nice. one, to be honest. <laughs> it's like where all the really niche shit is. <laughs> yeah. <That's right. laughs> or just like pay us and you'll get something. Maybe. Maybe not. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's about the journey. It's about that's exploration. Right. It doesn't really matter if you actually get something or not. Mm-hmm. Um. Before we start today, there's something that's been on my mind, and that's that, like, remember in episode one when we joked about whether um, Limp Biscuit would be in the campaign, and now every other episode you guys make me cry? <laughs> what? Wait, what? <laughs> Just, like, the, the, the huge tone shift that we've taken from, like, the absolute shenanigans of episode one, and now, like, fucking every other episode is just I, devastating. I thought the crying was Limp Bizkit related. <laughs> I was like, that's a, that's a Limp Bizkit lyric I don't know about. <laughs> I, uh, you know, but I, I agree, and I also appreciate that we still have time for 42069 jokes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, we're still all, like, 90% shenanigans and 10% heart it's great yeah. it's where we still the, find find time to fuck around the 10% just takes up 90% of the heart because it's so intense <laughs> <laughs> true oh god these are chunky sessions I'm just I'm just getting to the end of the first episode of episode 17 and like holy shit did a lot happen yeah <laughs> yeah yeah lately it's felt like the story has ramped up so much both like the overarching story and our own character backstories that like all these the last few sessions that we've played have been really really chunky like lots of stuff going on yeah yeah it feels like we're building up to like the first real big boss fight Mm. i imagine like scavenge being like a pretty good turning point in this campaign mm-hmm. where once we beat that then we're on to fighting the arcana in another 30 episodes <laughs> when we're level 20 I, I'm, I'm not sure but yeah it feels like we're, we're, we're definitely building up to like a big like like our first climax of ew agree um, yeah this is this does feel like <laughs> chapter one you know like the... oh geez is that your first <laughs> i climaxed at risk attack <laughs> Who hasn't though, right? Who hasn't? Yeah. That's their slogan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Speaking of fighting the Arcana, when I really like the moment in uh right before the combat happens in episode 17, when B is describing the figure that you're seeing and, and she's like, and the hood comes down and you see what's hovering above their body is a moon. And then, like, immediately is like, and roll initiative. And Sean, you're like, wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) Fighting the Arcana already. Kill the moon, go. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I was like, I'm only level seven. I don't know know if I can take on an Arcana at this point. Unless, like, unless there's, like, tiers of Arcana that are, like, super, like, goblin-like weak monsters and then Goblin we yeah, these, like drones of the arcana yeah these are these are the kobolds of the arcana <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we just we have to grind a few of these to level up and then we'll be able to to take on a real one yeah you know in final fantasy there's like eight stages to like every time you think you've killed it it's just like wait on wait a second now i'm the size of a fucking house now yeah. i'm the size of your planet <laughs> beat me again yes which i've been thinking about that with that like you know, is like is it the arcana that's against us? What's the thing trying to reach out to us? And like it would be kinda of interesting, like back to that theory of there being one arcana that's kind of trying to reach out that's like against the rest of them. It's like the world arcana that got pulled by the the wheel, that's all about 
like completion and the cycle, right? And if it's all about the completion that whatever this is, it's trying to reach out to us is after, it'd be interesting if that was the thing trying to reach out to us. And I feel like the fool which is sort of the other end of the of the uh, of the cycle has a has a huge role to play in this as well cuz after all like we've got this box out of out of the statue that was associated with the fool the 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 when the box sings to us it refers to us as fools and so in some ways it feels like we're on some sort of mission from the fool or something like that the more I think about it, the more it feels like not all of the arcana are on the same side or necessarily want the same things, right? And like when we're, if we've we've kind of decided that, you know, our best guess as to what's happening in the digital network is when we, we get this pull from one side or the other, that it's different arcana, right? Uh, we're, we're, mm-hmm. we're on that page, right? So if if one of them wants a thing and the other wants something different than like are all of the arcana on the same side are they working toward the same ends are they are they working toward the same ends but have different motives in mind you know like it's uh it it feels like the more we learn the more like the 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 less we know for sure you know um and that's great that's a that's a really fun place to be at this stage any um I think we talked about this a while ago, but it's been a while. So are there any updated guesses as to what each voice is oh, the, in the networks, to be clear? Like, I, I, I've i had one of them confirmed, yeah. I believe, right? So, like, the one side is uh, the moon. I still don't know what the other side would be that has been following Crater. Um, it's like in, I think in the last two episodes... Uh, when I had to make the choice, I remember the other side being described as like warm and inviting or like overwhelmingly positive. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, 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 I have no idea who, who that would be. Uh, it, it seems like anytime the Arcana speak to us, it's like foreboding and like ominous and kind of creepy and <laughs> seems dangerous. So like, I'm not sure why one one would be like super nice and inviting like a, like a grandma making cookies on a Sunday afternoon. So <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not sure who that second one would be for Crater at least. I am enjoying that train of thought. Yeah, me too. Oh God, I want to say so much and I can't say anything. <laughs> Spell it. No, say it. Come on. It's recharge. This is what people pay for. Say it all. <laughs> it's limp biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> I would quit the podcast if Limp Biscuit was <laughs> like that was a great character to see, but like if, if that's like one of like my patrons Deeply that's involved. following me around. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I'll think it's the Arcana. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with the devil and the star. Ooh. See, now that's interesting because I for you, Sky slash Riot, I after the message that you got the last time, it felt very um, justice focused. Hmm. Yeah, not sure. Yeah, I don't know either. I, I just I just got this like this vibe of like and like how like what an interesting concept too to take this criminal and like urge her to be an instrument of justice you know i don't know there's just there's something fun there totally how about for yourself peter i i think that one side is the star perhaps um appropriately for celestine who's very you know very very um uh, focused on the stars and, and the star arcana um and i feel like i've had uh, um you know like one of the 
one of the, the the choices that's been put to to Celestine is about like serenity, right? Which is very much um, the star. The other one, um, I don't know, possibly the Hanged Man. I, be- I was gonna I was gonna say the Hanged Man for one. Like the voice sounds like it, and I believe they've that Arcana has said the words suspense a few times. Too. Yeah, and so well, I'm and that's it, mistaken. right? Like I I do yeah. feel like this business of like you know, don't complete the journey. Because, like, that's very clear to me that one of these sides wants Celestine to stop moving forward, right? Stop completing the journey. Just just enjoy the here and now. Don't worry about the end, right? And 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 that sort of, like, you know, um, uh, uh, that kind of stasis and just, like, you know, surrender feels uh, very, very hanged man-y. Those are my thoughts. Oh, beautiful thoughts. Let's jump ahead a little bit to um, some more Midmoss uh, territory questions. So, Crater, um, aside from sharing bean oil over an open fire, <laughs> what was Crater's favorite pastime with Pacemaker back in the day? Oh, um, I don't know. I feel like there was there was a lot of time spent in front of the fire with bean oil. Uh, <laughs> I took that from your description of crater from or for a pacemaker from way back at the beginning oh, really? of the campaign. Yeah, you wrote something about bean oil and I was like that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like we did, we would just like go on walks alongside the river and just like get all bundled up, you know, it like it'd be cold so not many people would want to be like down by the water, so we would just like walk up and down the water talking about life. Yeah, just getting to know each other, just like, you know, getting super close, like becoming best friends (laughs) that would never (laughs) betray each other. (laughs) Oh, Uh, yeah. So, okay, uh, I I was talking to Jay about this after we finished recording. Uh, This is is jumping ahead to the end of episode 18. Do it. When when Pacemaker essentially stabbed Crater in the back by (laughs) by revealing that uh, he was the one that performed the operation to 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 remove that sensor from him that like essentially caused all of this um when we were making characters we were asked to make an ally and i made the character (laughs) pacemaker a doctor and not once did i ever put together (laughs) that the dms would use a doctor character to sabotage a character that i created where a medical uh, procedure happened against him i was i i dumbfounded that i never saw that backstab <laughs> coming because that was such a t-ball for the dms but it was it was played very well but i'm very that mad was, at myself it's so beautiful though because you know y- you didn't think that he would betray crater just like crater didn't think that he would betray crater so it's it's uh it's wonderful and it will yeah sometimes it's just kind of it just kind of has come alive on its own and is there waiting for us. You know what I mean? And it's less like we've had like we're playing eight D chess and you do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. It's just as much like the influence that like it's amazing how y'all's stuff has just like set us up for cool stuff. It's so hard to talk about this shit as a <laughs> There's also there's also an element to pacemaker telling you that that like for me i know it's fucked up and i it's complicated because like he presented it with like some compassion that it's you know it was either him or someone who might have killed you doing it no for for sure i get that um i i will just say uh when you ended the session 
right after Pacemaker said that to me. What I was about to do in that moment was enter into a rage. Oh, oh <laughs> please, please yeah. do that. Please do that in the next so, like, episode. Holy shit. I, I was about to smack him down, and I'm glad that you've <laughs> that you stopped it there so I had time to think about making no. a very important character decision like that. But oh uh, like I like like me, Sean, I was very I was very thrilled about that, but I was also so fucking angry. Good. That <laughs> I was so Beautiful. scared. And like, I like, I don't know. Sometimes when these scenes happen where I have to do something like intense with someone, I really like, I get fucked up like yeah. about it. And when, he, when pacemaker first saw you, like I was going to have him just go in for a hug. And like in the moment I was like, I don't think he feels okay to do that. And so then when you hugged him, it was this like, I better get all this love in right now. And it hurt. Right. <laughs> it hurt me. <laughs> it was such a beautiful scene between you two. It was, it was so great. That like hesitancy on pacemakers part. And then the, like the, 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 the sort of warmth of, of that reunion um, you know, and and craters like we, we finally get to feel like craters come home. Here's somebody that recognizes him and has affection for him. And then to have all of that, you know, turned on its head and in such a, a great way too, where like, you know, and again, be props to your uh, your 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 acting in, in that one. But it really did feel like pacemaker genuinely thought he was doing what was best for crater in that moment that's what makes it heartbreaking that he can't you know he does he he thinks that he did the best he could you know yeah big time it's (laughs) fucking breaks my heart while we're on the heartaches Uh, sorry uh, go ahead go ahead i was gonna i was gonna ask if i can shut out another great performance uh uh, sky uh with, with with riot uh, telling us uh, her backstory with Scavenge. Oh that, yeah, that like broke my heart oh. as you as you were telling us that. Like you did so good, like delivering that story too. That it was amazing. Was so moving and so detailed and so recognizable. Uh, you know, so very relatable. It was great. Cool. Thanks, guys. Ugh. Oh yeah, I uh, I was gasping. Like I just couldn't catch my breath for that whole side <laughs> that whole section. It was like. And like, I, you know, it wasn't as much of a surprise for me. And I was still just like, right. I don't uh, know why I just yeah. wasn't expecting it. I was and trying to so find the right moment. I've I, I, like been waiting for a long time, but it's still like, I wanted to keep my cards close to my chest for like a considerably long time. But well, like, I don't yeah. know. It sounds like Riot. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yes. It, it, was, yeah. it was very cool to see Riot be so vulnerable because like, she's been like so tough and cool yeah. this entire time. Yeah. And then she just kind of like let go in that moment. Yeah. I think it was like the straw of like many that had been kind of dealt over the last little bit with just all the scavenge stuff bringing up. Well, and that's, I I think that like, you know, you say you've been, you've been waiting for a moment, but I feel like it, it, it happened really naturally because it does feel like it's been building, you know, since, like you say, since scavenge, but really since Garbazine, right? Since we hook up with Garbazine and, and you guys, you know, find that common ground, this common abuse, you know? Um, and, uh, and like the the different side of Riot that we get to see when she's dealing with Garbazine because he's just some other some other fucking criminal, mm-hmm. right? And and there's no necessary like there's there's no reason that she should be more you know affectionate or compassionate towards him, but she is mm-hmm. right at, at the same time as she's just like 
massacring Boy Bakara ruthlessly. <laughs> you know, like, let's not forget that that's who this is, right? Cut your hands off and fucking twist the knife, right? So, you know, to, to, to see that other side of, of Riot, and it's it, it really does feel like it's been really naturally building over the last few episodes, and, and to have that come out was... Oh, it was beautiful. Yeah, I was choked up. When you were doing yeah, that. cool. Good. Thanks, guys. If if, uh, if y'all are wondering like whether you're pacing your backstory stuff properly, yes, you are. I am shocked by how like it's just cool. Like we got a little bit by episode four, and then like I don't know. I'm just very uh, pleased. <laughs> <laughs> I also want to say um, thank you for legitimizing our villain. Um, and I mean that so genuinely because, like, there's only so much you can do as a DM to make a villain other than being, like, you know, even just saying, like, hey, he's done this really bad stuff. Like, if the right. bad stuff is not something that the players hook on to, then who the fuck cares? Right. But, like, mm -hmm. the fact that, you know, that you've really ever since uh, well first of all you created him so <laughs> props to you <laughs> also yeah sorry maybe i shouldn't have said that sky has created this no, monster, his monster. <laughs> this is your fault that is so much yeah. <laughs> but what? like for you to especially like when i think it was episode seven when jay detective was just like yeah there's there's been android parts going missing and immediately you were like i know a guy and then like you know, you start dropping information about it and it just totally legitimizes it for us and it makes it, it's going to make it rewarding <laughs> when you get to him. <laughs> yeah, big time. Uh, yeah, let's get him. <laughs> fuck this boy up. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Oh my God. I've got, I got some spells I've been saving. Yeah. Oh man. Do you have polymorph? Can we like turn him into a puppy and <laughs> yeah. then like and then like and then we can go to, like a tall building and just throw him off? Oh, puppy! <laughs> if you're gonna throw him off a building, <laughs> oh my god! Okay, look, if we're gonna throw him off a building, it can't be a puppy. Yeah, can we make it's him gotta be something. Gross. Yeah, like absolutely. Well, yeah, like a slug. Yeah, frog, right? Frog, frogs are standard <laughs> yeah. these days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> throw him on the ground really hard. <laughs> throw him on the ground really hard, Jeep Wrangler. <laughs> <laughs> oh god also peter thank you for celestine's hat that was very nice that is a perfect lead-in actually for my question that i have for celestine Ooh. celestine when did you get your hat who gave you the hat and how did it feel to see riot and then jim international rocket with such panache and this is also the opening to talk about jim international <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I'll get through this as fast as I can so that we can just talk about Ginger National because Ginger National <laughs> is my mo new favorite lore. character in the show. Hat lore, uh, hat lore. Yeah, okay. If you if you if you're gonna put me on the spot right now, then I think that that's a that that is a a hat that 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 Paws father used to wear, <laughs> and I think it was uh, it was collecting dust in the barn. And uh, you know, and I showed up, and uh, and I you know, um, I I started uh, helping out around the farm, and uh, I had my eye on that hat. I think I was really fascinated by that hat for for a long time. And Paul saw me eyeing it and was like, "Go ahead, go ahead, right?" And uh, and uh, and that's you know, it's 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 a little big, um, and uh, but it's a it's a piece of paw that I I I, I carry around with me, and uh, and a piece of his his family. Um, uh, yeah, and and it was so you know it was. I think it was emotional to to kind of like offer it to Riot a little bit, even though I didn't really like 
you know, it was it was just a funny thing to do. But, uh, you know, I think it is kind of interesting for him to see somebody else wear Paws Paws hat. Um, and uh, pause, but pause. oh my god, I just I just realized that Ryan was wearing the hat during her backstory. Shoot. Oh god! <laughs> oh no! Oh god! Uh, All right, Audrey. Oh uh, yeah, Audrey, draw Ryan in the hat, having a having a good cry. <laughs> Shit! But oh, if anybody's uh, fit to fill out that hat. It is Jim International. <laughs> God, that was such a power move when we were meeting with that one boss, and you didn't say a goddamn word the entire <laughs> yeah. meeting until he was like, "What you got?" He just threw all your coins on the <laughs> yeah. table in front, just like a giant power move. I, <laughs> I guess I need to make a oh, note yeah. that I don't have any more gold pieces left. I'm gonna <laughs> 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 remember for next time. <laughs> Well, we're, we're gonna the, take some shit from Scavenge, yeah, right? Yeah, like we're gonna totally, we're gonna clean this motherfucker out. Totally, oh, it was so it, brilliant when you asked for that goddamn safe combination. By oh the way, oh my yeah. god, holy shit! I never expected that, and that is like one of the coolest asks I have ever received. So in the DM. fucking sharp and quick, loved it. Or twenty sixty nine. Twenty sixty nine. That's exactly what Scavenge would fucking say. Totally, like, fuck boy. That kind of leads into another question, actually. Um, speaking of Scavenge, any theories on Scavenge's next mod? Which people were generally talking about that's what he had come back to do. B posed this question to me the other day. And my first thought was that Scavenge maybe isn't thrilled with how Riot got to him the last time we all met and so my guess is that there he's having some sort of mod that will make him less susceptible to riots charms maybe maybe less uh less emotional a little more like i mean we know the guy's like a piece of shit so hard-hearted doesn't mm-hmm. sound seem to like cover it but we know that riot got to him in some way and i think that he doesn't my guess is he doesn't like that and there's going to be something something that he does to sort of steal himself against that eternal sunshine of the spotless minds himself <laughs> yeah that's right yeah. <laughs> yeah or he's gonna put the foot on himself oh, oh. fuck i love theories any of the theories, theories. i don't know it's probably gonna make his dong bigger <laughs> <laughs> you nailed it fuck shit jay we gotta talk about big this metal dong. Dong. yeah you wrote that down it. right it. yeah shit <laughs> What if it's just a second dong? Ooh, yeah. But this is a magical dong. dong. This is a this is it's a plus one. I did, I did. Peter, what was it? What was that word that you that you that uh, on last recharge before we started recording? You kept saying um, what? Oh, the, bifurcated. That's it. <laughs> Dick, Peter's favorite fascination subject. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm just kidding. You don't, he, to be clear, he does not bring this up often, but it is one of the first things I remember about Peter. <laughs> it is interesting to Google. <laughs> I will say. Yeah. I, I forget why we were talking about that, but that came up before we before we hit record last recharge. So that, that was the energy that we led in with last time. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> oh, loved it. Uh, All right. Jay. <laughs> uh-huh. can you hit me with that theme song please 
All right. One, two, three, four. Recommends. Recommends. You, you got, got them. All righty then. <laughs> this week's recommendations. You know, it's cold as shit outside. Probably. Uh, we are recording this still in summer, but it's the end of the year. Uh, so I'd like to go around and hear everyone's favorite winter activity slash memory that you would like to share. You know, in the wintertime, sometimes it's harder to get out because of how cold it is, but you make the best of a bad situation, especially living up north like we do. <laughs> so I'll go first. I have I have two here that I'd like to share. So my favorite winter that I ever had was when I was in grade 11. Um, I spent three months in Switzerland doing oh. a, a student exchange where I was out there to learn French, essentially. So I went out there and went to school there and just like I had a, a, a like a host family that I spent a bunch of time with or that I lived with rather. It was awesome because I was 16 and in Switzerland, the drinking age was 16. So oh, <laughs> it was it was good fun. But um, in the middle of February, we had a week off of school and the family rented a cabin up in the Swiss Alps where we spent seven oh days just snowboarding and skiing in the Alps where I hadn't snowboarded in probably like eight years at that point. And I spent the first three days just on the bunny hill where I had trouble getting up on the lift and like falling constantly. I got hurt. I was so discouraged. And then by like day four, like the whole family is like ripping up to the top of this mountain where it was like a, it was honestly like a 30 minute ski lift to get to the top. And then it takes 25 minutes to ski all the way down. And I could never make it all the way to the top without falling off of this, like the T-bar essentially. I had to oh, hold I on to the entire time. <laughs> I hated it. But then by like day five, I was able to get all the way to the top and I felt like so good about myself. And but honestly, by day five, the weather was shit. Uh, <laughs> where it was like very warm so there was like a bunch of like rock patches constantly because the snow was melting uh, but I felt a great sense of accomplishment for myself because I was able to snowboard without falling for like the last two days and honestly that was like the most beautiful scenery I've ever seen in my entire life Ugh. and I wish I could do that every single year but I am poor and that family was rich <laughs> as fuck so I was very <laughs> thankful to be paired up with them because that was a very fun winter uh, just Rip around Switzerland. So um, cool. Ugh. So what Sean is saying is that he recommends that everybody go stays <laughs> goes and stays with a rich family in Switzerland yes. for a while. <laughs> so so I, have, I have one quick quick one to add on to that, which is a little bit more accessible. Um, which I, w I would like to make this a tradition around the holiday times. Uh, last year, Jay and I both had a week off of work around Christmas, and we spent six days. Uh, waking up at 8 a.m. and then playing Stardew Valley until about 7 p.m. every single day. Wow. <laughs> yes. That was a great yes. way to spend the Christmas break for us. And that's Amazing. a little bit more accessible and it's it's very fun. Uh, Beautiful. Both of those stories just gave me the fuzzies. Yeah, big time. Uh, so for that, I recommend don't go for Emily, go for Leah because Leah is <laughs> Leah baller. Rules. Yeah. yeah, Leah does roll them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, anyway, um, passing the baton, uh, I'm going to send it to Sky. Go. Mm, okay. So there's like probably <laughs> a lot of like a lot of stories that I could think of, but there's only one that I can't get out of my head, and so I'm just gonna have to tell this story, this memory, I guess. 
Uh, so <laughs> I went home for Christmas when I was like 22 or so. It was, I guess it was New Year's at the time. And me and my brother were playing video games and my mom came in. She was like, hey, Max, I found your weed. And we both like froze. And we were like, fuck. Because <laughs> like at the time we did not really talk about like the weed thing as a family. <laughs> we were just like, shoot. So, so we were like, okay. And she was like, we're going to smoke it later. And we're like, what? What? <laughs> Is this a trap? So we're like, okay, something bad's going to happen. Like, this can't be real. And then we had this weird tradition where we were like, New Year's means fondue. So we were, (laughs) we had this idea of making like three different kinds of fondue. We like cut up every possible thing you could dip in. We had two different kinds of cheese, one chocolate. We just had like a literal entire table full of just like stuff. And then my mom's like, okay, we're going to smoke the weed now. And we're like, what? (laughs) And so, like, my dad opted out, but, like, my mom and my sister hadn't smoked weed before, so we were just, like, decided to do it as a family in, like, a controlled, safe environment. And that was really, really strong weed. So we all just got, like, ripped to shreds outside. (laughs) Like, I can't super remember a lot of details over the rest of the night, except the fact that we were so ripped that we came inside after smoking the weed and forgot about the fondue and came inside and realized the smorgasbord that was in front of us. And I don't remember being so in pain after eating that day. (laughs) Was it cheese fondue? There were two different kinds of cheese fondue. There was like a Swiss white wine and then like like a cheddar beer. Oh, Holy my God. Fuck. Yeah, it was Holy shit. fucked. But that was like, that's oh the one God. kind of thing that stood out for me. For my- <laughs> it's it's weird. Like, I also associate fondue with wintertime. Yeah. Uh, well, because yeah. my mm. family does fondue for Christmas also, but we do oil fondue. Ooh, yeah. Oh. That's a vibe. Well, I, was, I, was, I was thinking about that time that you and I, Jay, were in Amsterdam. And we wanted, oh, yeah. we got fondue and ate it outside on a, on a, t- like a patio for a restaurant. And it was like minus five out. It was so cold. <laughs> Shit. Damn. That was so well, good. I mean, could you imagine summer fondue? <laughs> yeah, that sounds awful. It's really unpleasant. <laughs> That's what I want when it's hot out. Hot cheese. Yeah. <laughs> hot filling hot chilling cheese. cheese. <laughs> I want to sweat more. Yeah. Oh, God. Let's eat it on the beach and then go <laughs> Oh my god, uh, sandy hot cheese. Yeah. <laughs> oh, all right, on that note, I'm going to pass that uh, along to B. Ooh, okay. This looks weird. Um, <laughs> I love it already. <laughs> I have, like, maybe I'll do, like, a two-parter, because, like, I don't know why I thought of this event. It's, like, kind of not the happiest, but that it results in, like, a really happy... Anyway, my favorite, like, thing that occurred every year around the holidays was just the, like very little sunlight in Yellowknife. Like the sun almost didn't really rise. Um, so it was kind of permanent and just like a lot of Northern lights. Um, so that's like perpetual darkness and Northern lights is something I associate with the holidays. Um, but also there's like this journey of growth <laughs> regarding the Christmas tree. Uh, cause every year I had, 
a giant meltdown about the Christmas tree. <laughs> I know this. And like part of the problem was that my mom would always like, first of all, most years we went off into the forest and chopped down our own tree. And it was like so off fucking into the forest. Canadian. Oh my yeah. God. Um, and my mom would always take pity on whatever scragglepuss tree. You know? she's like, oh, that's it's adorable. A, I know. She's like, it's a Charlie Browner. We got to take it home. It's a Charlie Browner. And she kept saying Charlie Browner. But I have a thing about about symmetry and <laughs> it's very hard to make a charlie brown tree look symmetrical um and then i discovered that it didn't even matter if it was a charlie brown tree because like we got a, f- a fake tree later in life peter and i, and I still had these meltdowns where like <laughs> everyone wants to decorate the tree and i have to let them because it's christmas and it's family time. <laughs> and then, and then i it's have done. to let them is a beautiful thing to say <laughs> <laughs> and then when it's done and i would get like increasingly sweaty as it went on (laughs) and then it would be done and like it would be all fucking wrong like there would be too many of the same color of things (laughs) crowded into one corner and i'd like walk around until i was in tears like trying not to touch the tree and my family would like wait for it they'd be like okay calm down and i'd be like i can't i can't (laughs) i guess i should probably frame this around the fact that like i did not know i had ocd at the time <laughs> I remember I remember a few times being invited over to your guys' place for Chris for specifically for decorating the tree and how every time I would sit on the couch and watch because <laughs> I knew watch, not to get involved. Watch me for the next hour and a half after everyone was done just kneeling by the tree and crying and like rearranging oh. shit. It was always this big like, okay, like B's gonna have her fucking meltdown and then she's gonna fix the tree and it'll be fine. But it was always this like kind of bummer in the holiday season. Um <laughs> So, you know, years later, I like, you know, realized I had OCD, developed some coping skills, got this fake tree. And now I only spend about 15 minutes reorganizing <laughs> and I don't yell at anyone and I don't cry. And uh, I typically don't feel like I have ants on my brain. So that's my like holiday miracle. <laughs> And to be fair, when we decorate the tree, uh, there's a lot of consultation that's involved. (laughs) B, where do you think this should go? Is this this high enough? Is is this the empty space? Do we have enough red over here? And And it just it just it works better that way. Anyway, I'm not as much of a nightmare, but like, yeah, it was no, a real like great scenario as great. a kid. Um, <laughs> like every year, they'd be like, "Don't do it," and I'd be like, "I won't." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm passing it to Jay. Um, I have two little shorties. The first one is uh, Christmas Eve 2019. Uh, Sean proposed to me, so that's I would recommend that. Well. Being proposed to by Sean. <laughs> it's great. I, I'm not going to propose to anybody else. So don't get your hopes up. God damn it. I'm still waiting for mine, Sean. <laughs> Um, so that was that's really nice because I'm a bit of a, of a Grinch about Christmas, and so um, we, we hate we hate Christmas in this. We household. do hate Christmas, and the and Sean knew that, and so he was like, "Well, why don't we make a good memory at Christmas? Isn't that nice?" Yeah. That's very nice. Um, my other winter memory is um, in Canmore. There's this hill um, at the at the bottom of like one of the major roads and it's called cemetery hill because at the very bottom of the hill there's a cemetery um and everybody goes sledding there uh but like all day it's just filled with kids like really young children so 
after dark when we were teenagers, we would go there mostly just like to avoid the kids and have the hill to ourselves. But it's like a 15 minute walk to the top of the hill. Like, and it's a long, (laughs) long ride down. And like, I just remember so many years, like in the dark, we'd all walk up to the top of the hill and then like, There'd be like a pack of el- uh, uh, I was what? elves. <laughs> there was a pack of elves. Yeah, there, oh elves are real in Canmore. <laughs> there'd be like I love there'd be story. like a pack of <laughs> yeah, a pack of elks that would like watch us sled down. And like so many times, I'd like walk up, and there'd be like a pack of coyotes like looking at us and mm. sledding, and we'd be like, whatever, they're not going to hurt us. And it's just like, um, yeah, it was just a really beautiful place to be, and I. When I think about it in my head, I see like the the hill covered in white snow at night would be all orange from the from the street lights around. So it was just like a really warm glow. Um, and there was like jumps built into the hill all the way down. And it was uh, just a very cool place to be <laughs> late at night with your friends. Really fun. Like, yeah. And it's also pretty convenient to have a cemetery at the bottom of that hill for when you when you crash off one of those hills in the dark and then get eaten by a coyote that was yeah. perfect. <laughs> well it's more likely that you would go too fast down the hill and then ramp up at the end of the hill and go onto the road oh, <laughs> oh my god <laughs> so you could end up in the cemetery one of one of a few ways but um, yikes <laughs> but i never did it was just fun and, <laughs> and i'd like to pass it to peter oh all right thank you um okay so like sky i had like a thousand things pop into my head uh for this topic but there was one that floated to the top and i couldn't get it out of there my story is a christmas story and like all good christmas stories it comes with a moral it comes with a teachable moment (laughs) so gather around the fire children um (laughs) when i was i would have been about 13 or 14 which would have made my uh my younger brother um uh, about eight or nine and um we we played a lot of board games as kids and i mean it was the freaking 90s right so there were like three board games and so we played a shit ton of monopoly which is a terrible game people don't play monopoly it's the worst um but we we loved it at the time right it was what there was and so we played a ton of it and it was the late 90s and so uh um you know uh, star wars was becoming uh, a big thing and my little brother was very into it he was he he loved star wars he thought it was the coolest and so they came out with a star wars monopoly and this was before they made like a, a an, an everything monopoly right this was kind of a it was kind of a find and he was obsessed with the star wars monopoly and uh and we we went out uh, we went out shopping one day me and, and 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 my parents and my brother and he saw it he saw it in uh, in a store and he wanted it so desperately that I got my mom to like slide me a little money uh, on the on the sly and when they went out to load things up I went back and bought him the Star Wars Monopoly for Christmas mm-hmm. and uh, and so I I hid it in my in my closet and you know I was I was pretty good you know like I I, I knew that he he had a tendency to kind of go looking right and so I did a pretty good job of hiding it. Um, and uh, and in the lead up to Christmas, he started to get a little like, I know what you got me for Christmas. I know. I know. you. Got, I, I know what you got. I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. What you what do you think I I got you for Christmas? I know you got me that Star Wars Monopoly. I know you did. You got it when we went to the store the other day. I was like, no, look, I didn't. I'm sorry. I, I didn't get it for you. Right. And he kept needling. Right. He kept at me like, I know you got it for me. I know you did. To the point where I was like making up an elaborate like, oh, I'm sorry. It was sold out everywhere. I really did try to get it for you, but it was <laughs> it was sold out. But he kept at it to the point where like at some point I realized, okay, he looked in my closet and he saw it, right? And he's not 
he knows he'll get in trouble if he admits it, but he's so deeply certain that he's getting it. So I wrapped it and I moved it. And on Christmas morning, it was not under the tree. And I let him unwrap everything. We had we had we'd done all of our presents, everything, stockings and everything like that. And at the end, he looked around and there was nothing else. And he was like, what? Where's the, where's the Star Wars Monopoly? Where? What, what, what happened? I was like, I'm told. I'm sorry. I told you. I, you know, I didn't get it. I, I couldn't. I'm sorry. Right. And just trying as hard as I could to deadpan him. And he had a meltdown. Oh, he was no. so <laughs> upset. He was crying. And I and 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 then of course he gave himself away. He's like, I know it. I saw it in your closet. I, know it. <laughs> I was like, aha, I got you. <laughs> Oh my and, god. And then I went and pulled it out from where I was hiding and it was all wrapped and and I and I gave him his Star Wars Monopoly, but he learned a valuable lesson about not going looking for your Christmas presents. <laughs> that is diabolical. Oh my god. <laughs> so I, I I highly recommend uh that you uh you you torture your younger sibling uh if they uh if if they want to go snoop for presents, make them pay for it. <laughs> God, what if you oh got like God. something he hated as Monopoly instead? Like I don't know, like <laughs> yeah. chores and afternoon naps, Monopoly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's <great. laughs> I think that's the most popular one. Yeah, <laughs> it's, that is the only one that I'm interested in playing at any at any point now. I put a hotel on doing the dishes. <laughs> that was so so dumb. Well, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Well, that's gonna wrap up this week's recommendations. Remember, folks, go out there, get a symmetrical tree, go sledding <laughs> down a very precarious hill that may or may not kill you. Get high with your family and eat fondue. <laughs> Get proposed to by me. <laughs> torture, torture your little brother. And you know, have fun. That's it. Recommends. Oh. Yeah, 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 you got him. I put a little stank on that one this time. Oh, I heard it so from somebody. <laughs> that was one of my favorites. That was great. Uh, that was also, Sky, the more I learn about your family, the cooler I think they are. I and I kind of want to hang out with your family. Yeah, they're pretty fun. <laughs> that was the only time that we've all gotten high, though, together. Ugh. But What a great time. Like, what a great, like, one time. That was nice. You know I mean? But, like, I mean, what, what kind of time does your mom have to smoke weed when she's so busy ghost busting all over exactly. the place? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> gotta stay sharp. You gotta. You gotta. Can't let them in. Uh. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I I have two more topics to briefly cover. Probably just one, unless you do be. Um, I let's see. I, I don't know which two you're referring to, so we'll see. Oh, I they're see, not as I would like to do it. No, no, no. Please do it. I oh, okay. You. Well, one of the ones that yeah, it's not written in your thing, but um, yeah, the uh, just just gonna mention the uh, the pip update that you got upon arriving in Bitmos. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So fucking cool. I, like what you the, have rot. Yeah, I was oh, going to yeah. say the whole time I was just like, fuck, we caused this. Yeah. <laughs> but it's kind of nice for Harley, you know? I, you know yeah. I, I'm, yeah. I'm proud of her for, for, stuck, for sticking up for herself. Like, yeah, she's yeah. she's taking control of the situation. She got fired and she's not taking shit. She might die. 
she really <laughs> might die. And that's the thing is that I, I, I was, I started to get worried, like, you, you know, like uh, on her way out, uh, um, uh, when we, when we let her go, she was like, riot, if you need anything, I'm there. And now she's like fucking in this compound taking hostages like there's no way she gets out of this alive i feel like you're not going to get that favor yeah especially because mesmero was so nice it was really disarming <laughs> i think something well it was happen. unsettling too like there was something about like mesmero didn't seem too flustered by it and she had this like this air about her like sure i'll tell you what you want to know because the there's guns in danger yeah exactly it, she was way too calm it was very unsettling yeah um but uh <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what the fuck Mesmer is up to. I've never trusted that bitch. Um, <laughs> but uh, but I'm glad, I guess, that she's that Harley's tying her up for an indeterminate period of time. That can't be bad. Yeah, absolutely. Can I also say this sounds so so contrived? Uh, because I I've I've had this thought, but I've never said it out loud. But Yeehaw and Edict, those 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 two are fucking. <laughs> oh, for sure. Right? Like, like for, for me, the the moment was a couple episodes ago when Yeehaw barged into the party wearing Uncle Edict's outfit, and they had yeah. a little bit of back and forth banter. I'm like, Mm-mm. Mm. There, oh yeah, there's there's something between those two. Absolutely, and, they have a past. Yeah. Uh, it's delightful, I, and I feel like the seeds have been there. It's got it's it's got this like usual suspects feel to it, where like you're not paying attention as you go through it the first time, but once you know that there's something between them, all of their conversation seems. Just yeah. so yeah. steeped in sexual like, tension. Yeah. Like so intimate. <laughs> Bickersome. Right. Oh, <laughs> uh, my uh, favorite delivery in that in like I was so glad we got to reveal that, but we had said like before the session we were like, what are we thinking? Like DC two to notice this because like, <laughs> unless all three of them were like, we have to give this to you. But like my favorite line in it is when B's edict is just like, don't don't touch me. Don't touch me right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right now. Yeah. It's so real. It's like a forbidden love, right? Because like, Yeehaw's an analog. and they don't, <laughs> They're but, just like Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, oh yeah that's... <laughs> oh, it's so beautiful. It is. You, you know what? This actually made me like Edict a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, there was like so much extra flirting that got cut too. Like Jay and I were just like, "This is just for <laughs> us," true. and we kept going. <laughs> yeah, Aww. it got it got nasty, no. and like that's not even a joke. Like, <laughs> I cut out a lot of really nasty stuff. Yeah, you like that, don't you? <laughs> hey, folks, play D anD D. It's a great way to flirt with your lifelong friends. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Consequence free flirting. What could be better? <laughs> Yeah. Also, speaking of the McGraws, the Hacksaw McGraw was pretty sick. Yeah, that <laughs> that, yeah. that tasty little reveal. Yeah. <laughs> of the Tussleweed McGraws? <laughs> <laughs> Dynasty. Oh, Dynasty. <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, my other last little bit of what happened that we should touch on is that you guys got a little bit of information from that book that mm-hmm. uh, Pacemaker had open. Read the the personal information port and the Dream and Digital Network and what they have in common. Yeah. 
I'm very intrigued by that. Very dry scientific writing. I, I didn't find it dry. Well, I mean, I found it dry in the way that like you were making it sound like an abstract, but uh, like mm-hmm. very legitimate. Yeah, for how much like legit quantum physics concepts there were in there, it was very graspable. Like, yeah. especially within that amount of time, I was very impressed. Oh, that's Jay wrote good. that. Everyone, by the yeah. way. Yeah, yeah. I'm 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 expecting the uh, the entire article. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'd like the full, full, like, with bibliography yeah. and everything. On my desk <laughs> <Yeah>. next week. <laughs> Peer-reviewed peer before before I even see it. Like, I actually... Doesn't have time yeah. for this. <laughs> I've actually, like, I've done my... Re- I have a page in our OneNote that has, like, highlighted and, like, quotes cut, cut out of articles. Um, I tried to do diligent research <laughs> for this, um, even though it doesn't work. So... I will have that bibliography to you um, by Monday morning. Dang. It'll be in the show notes. (laughs) It it is going to be fun to like take some time and, and, you know, really dig into that and see what we, what we think it, it means. Um, We're kind of in the middle of some shit at the moment. I mean, Crater is dealing with something super emotional and of course, Celestine's got to get a library card. So, uh, (laughs) you know, we, we're, we'll we'll need a minute with it, but uh, um it's uh it's great it's great all these little pieces and like introducing stuff like that that it feels i don't know it 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 feels kind of like um like almost escape roomy and it's like okay so we've we've noticed this thing and we found this piece of like it's it's just an article it just it's just a piece of something in this world it's not it's not unusual it's not the arcana speaking to us it's just a like Hey, we found this bit of research and we get to do some actual research. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, like we're there. It's really cool. It's, uh, I was talking to Sean about this after the session, how like you guys are kind of like mid to late arc right now. And like, you know, just by the nature of the game, B and I have had to drop so many hints and like other hooks for you guys, knowing that you're so busy right now that like, you'll you know you'll complete this arc and then we'll probably have to have like just a huge long sit down in game of just like okay here are all the things on our to-do list that we just have not had time to even like think about what we're gonna do you know what i mean but that's always fun because it's then it's cool because you guys get to choose what what journey you want to take next Mm. oh yeah i love that and like often sometimes we'll have some of that stuff on the table and then we'll play a session and like the solution presents itself you know, mm-hmm. based on your actions. Can you give us an example? Peek behind the DM screen. Um, Something that's already been revealed that went that way. Oh, mm, I'm trying to think of an example that I'm not sure what you mean. So otherwise I'd throw some out, but I'm not sure. exactly I what can't. You're getting at. I can't is the thing. OK, well, then if it's not, if we if we haven't. I'll, OK, fully... I'll tell you what, I'll think about a couple of good examples for next time, because there have been like lower key things that have been cause and effecty but uh i don't want i just want to be able to sit back and look at them and be like yes none of this reveals my hand yeah all right well okay I okay with sterling biscuit the whole time fuck <laughs> <laughs> scavenge takes off his mask and it's sir limp biscuit <laughs> yeah. oh my you God. mentioned him in episode one and now you know <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> well, before we wrap up, B, do you want to drop a little teaser? Yes. 
next couple of episodes, we will be having a guest joining us on uh, Planet Arcana. It's very exciting. The players do not know much, um, <laughs> but this person is just like so charismatic, such a lovely person. We're super stoked to be working with him. And uh, yeah, I've just got the jitters all in my bugs about it it's sean sean's our guest <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah we're, we're we're killing crater and I'm, uh, I'm 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 playing a new character <laughs> hacksaw mcgraw that's me <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah I, i'm very excited to bring somebody else into the fold here um yeah it's gonna be fun i'm, I'm curious as to see what you guys have planned for uh slotting in this new character in the middle of uh in the middle of this town mm-hmm. planned jay do we need to plan stuff i don't know i've never done that before <laughs> <laughs> no we're so we're so freaking excited um yeah he has stepped in with like so many cool ideas for the world building too that like really mm. blew mine and b's minds it was yep. just uh yeah it's just such a treat for us and uh a treat for the listeners as well i think he has a great voice which yeah yeah, it's very very soothing. Yeah, yeah, big time, big time. <laughs> yeah, your, your your ears will enjoy. <laughs> well, on that note, unless anybody else has anything to add, all right. <laughs> want to put a button on it, B? Yeah, you want to drop me a beat? Yeah, sure. All of us drop a beat. <laughs> no, just maybe at the end. <laughs> yeah, okay. Here's here's what's gonna happen. Jay's gonna drop the beat. I'm gonna do the rap. You will know when you're supposed to come in, and then just everyone drop in with your beats all at once. Okay. okay. Three, four. Welcome to set, uh, part nine of Recharge. If we were seafaring, we would be a barge. Uh, my favorite Simpsons character is Marge. Uh, and if you want us to keep playing this game, never tell a true friend your true name. Everyone jump in. Never, never tell, tell a true friend your I did, but I like that too. I just thought I pictured just a big cacophony.